Welcome to the Here and Beyond podcast with international psychic medium and psychic investigator, Mark Howard, bringing you the latest in paranormal news, updates, and stories from around the world. Now, here's your host, Mark Howard. In 1977, Anglin TV in the UK broadcast an edition of its popular science report strand that uncovered a story so colossal it would change the world. The episode was titled Alternative Free and began an investigation into a string of mysterious disappearances amongst top scientists. What followed was sensational. The scientists show discovered had been recruited into a top secret clandestine space program designed to build a base on Mars in anticipation of a forthcoming ecological catastrophe on Earth. Anglian TV was immediately bombarded with calls from alarmed viewers. The alarm was unwarranted, they were told, because like Orson Welles' War of the World in 1938, Alternative 3 was in fact a hoax. Produced in a documentary style and originally intended to be broadcast on April 1st, the programme was a skillful fiction written by award-winning screenwriter David Ambrose. Although relatively obscure, Alternative 3 has had an enduring impact since its first broadcast in 1977. Many now believe the fictional events portrayed in the show subversely reflect reality. It has inspired hundreds of conspiracy theories about secret space missions, bases on the moon and Mars and even off-world fleets of advanced spacecraft. The fictional Alternative 3 culminates with the reporter decoding a videotape which reveals a footage of a joint US and US, sorry, US and USSR mission to Mars back in 1962. Could there be any truth in such an amazing notion? Are the space programs of the global superpowers really far more advanced than it is admitted to the public? In 2001, British hacker Gary McKinnon claimed to have found astonishing evidence that such an out-of-this-world program really does exist. Hacking into a top-secret Pentagon military computers, McKinnon says he found a crew manifest file detailing non-terrestrial officers. Perhaps this was, at last, the smoking gun that proved Alternative 3 wasn't entirely fictional. Could the secret space program portrayed in the program be for real? Now, as far as the general public is concerned, the American space program is run by none other than NASA. Signed into existence by Dwight Eisenhower in 1958, NASA was primarily a civilian organization built upon earlier military space programs. Its many high-profile projects like Gemini, the Apollo moon missions and the Space Shuttle were subject to much publicity and public scrutiny. Despite this, the US Air Force continued to operate an almost entirely unknown fast and Gladstone parallel space program even after the formation of NASA. This program excelled. It did not exceed the ambitions of the space program it operated almost under total secrecy. Its scale, scope and objectives were obscured and only the occasional low-key press hinted at its existence at all. This program excelled in every possible way. Could the USAF's secret military space program be closer to the one proposed in Alternative 3? And was the technology and progress far more advanced than NASA's public space missions? The USAF have long since had black projects that were so secret the public, and sometimes even Congress, were completely unaware of their existence. Various aircraft such as the F-117A Nighthawk were financed, developed, built, and operated under total secrecy. The Nighthawk's existence wasn't revealed publicly until 1988, some 11 years after its first flight. 
knowing where you're going in life can help give you a sense of clarity and well-being. International Psychic Medium, Mark Howard, offers all types of readings to help guide, give you direction and clarity. From email readings, photo readings, quick WhatsApp questions, through to personal face-to-face consultations, Mark has helped clients in over 19 countries around the world. And if you're looking to expand your own gifts, Mark can help you there too with dedicated online courses to get you started from psychic development, Reiki, and even learning how to read tarot. Why not visit Mark's website today at markhoward.co.za and see what the future has in store for you. Could they have similar top secret space projects that remain entirely unknown to the public? A look at those plans that were acknowledged reveals a curious pattern. In the late 50s, the USAF spent millions of dollars on Dinosaur, an advanced reusable space plane. Then they quietly announced its cancellation in 1963. In the mid-60s, they cancelled plans for a space station called MOL, Manned Orbital Laboratory. Project Horizon was an ambitious plan for a manned moon base that predates NASA's first moon landing in 1969. It too was discreetly cancelled before it came to fruition. In 1989, the New York Times reported that the Air Force had shut down yet another planned manned space program with a staff of 32 astronauts and a space shuttle launching facility in Colorado. Until the announcement, which appeared in just one newspaper, the existence of this massive non-NASA space project was completely unknown. It doesn't seem credible that the USAF would spend so many hundreds of millions of dollars on multiple manned space programs and then quite mothball them all with no results whatsoever. Could it be that they actually were never cancelled at all but continued in secret? And were there other, even more secret black projects we still do not know about? If so, these programs would have been far more advanced than anything NASA publicly achieved and moved the prospects of the kind of secret space program in business in Alternative 3 closer to facts than fiction. A curious diary entry by President Ronald Reagan in 1985 suggests that the possibility may not be so far-fetched. In the diaries, published long after his presidency, Reagan recounts a meeting at the White House of several top space scientists. On page 334, he states, It was fascinating. Space truly is the last frontier, and some of the developments therein, astronomy, etc., are like science fiction, except they are real. I learned that our shuttle capacity... It's such that we can now orbit 300 people. Now, presuming Reagan wasn't simply confused or mistaken, this claim is impossible without the prospect of a secret space program. American Space Shuttle has a capacity of 8 people, and only 5 were ever built. The US does not, and never has had, at least officially, the technology to put 300 people into space. The science fiction reference seemed that, however, in 2001, a computer hacker from the UK found evidence that casts this obscure entry to Reagan's diary into sensational new light. In 2002, Scottish computing enthusiast Gary McKinnon was accused by the US government of the biggest military computer hack of all time. Under the guise of Solo, McKinnon hacked into dozens of Pentagon, USAF and NASA computers between 2001 and 2002. US prosecutors sought his extradition and charged him seven counts of computer-related crimes, which has seen McKinnon receive a 70-year prison sentence. His roll call of alleged crimes were, uh, crimes were impressive, disabling critical systems at a Navy air base not long after 9-11, bringing down an entire network of 2,000 US Army computers and copying, changing and deleting classified data. 
Hi, this is Mark Howard, and I'd like you to take a peek at my new book, Here and Beyond, The Paranormal Files. The accounts of stories outlined in my new book are those that I have featured on my paranormal radio show, Here and Beyond, it includes over 50 of what I believe to be some of the most exciting and fascinating stories from across the paranormal community, including those from the US, the UK, South Africa and Australia. I've also included my own personal accounts from paranormal investigation on those places I was fortunate enough to investigate in the past. These accounts are not widely made public and gives you a sneak insight into some of the paranormal investigations carried out as a psychic medium. My book, Here and Beyond the Paranormal Files, is available now on Amazon Kindle and paperback or direct from my website www.markhoward.co.za McKinnon himself maintains his actions were not malicious and he was merely searching for evidence of UFOs and suppressed free energy technology. If he can believe, what he found was incredible. The first finding was a spreadsheet detailing a list of USAF officers with their names and ranks. What was interesting about this file was its title, Non-Terrestrial Officers. Based on what else he found, McKinnon does not think that this is a reference to aliens, but human officers serving in space. Also in the file was information about ship-to-ship transfers. What made this file doubly strange was none of the ship names, or indeed officers, seemed to exist. McKinnon was also aware of a case of Donna Hare, an ex-NASA employee who said the agency had a department in Building 8 at the Johnson Space Center whose job was to airbrush UFOs out of space images. McKinnon found an unguided computer at Building 8 and looked for evidence for collaboration. Credibly, he says he found it. There was a series of folders on the computer labeled Raw and Processed. Inside the Raw folder he found an image of a large, silvery cigar-shaped craft pictured in orbit over the Northern Hemisphere. Could this be a spacecraft developed by a secret space program of the kind proposed by Alternative 3? Critics of Gary McKinnon's case question why he didn't download or screen capture any of these images. The hacker himself also admits he was often high on marijuana and drunk when he hacked the computers. Caverts aside, McKinnon has provided some tantalising evidence of support for a secret space program, but it was still weak. Was there anyone else to collaborate his, pra- his claims? Now, some employees or ex-employees of NASA, the military and its defence contractors, have come forward in recent years with evidence that supports the secret space program. While some of these whistleblowers t- tell stories so bizarre and incredible they have to be discounted, others are more credible in their own. In 1965, Sergeant Carl Wolfe was a young electronics expert at USAF Tactical Command at Langley. One day he is called over to the NAS facility to examine a fault on some photographic computers. The lab was processing images of the moon's surface taken by the lunar orbiter. One thing that immediately struck Wolf, there were hundreds of scientists from all over the world at the facility speaking dozens of different languages. Wolf felt this peculiar, especially at the heights of the Cold War. He got talking to the photographic technician processing the lunar orbiter images. The man appeared disturbed. We found a base on the backside of the moon, he said. Wolf was stunned. The technician then showed him contact prints that showed the base. Wolf observed large domes, towers and what looked like radar dishes. The fictional alternative free suggests that the secret space program had built a moon base as a staging point for a mission to Mars. Was this it? Don Hare tells a similar story. As a NASA contractor in the 70s, she encountered an employee whose job it was to airbrush the UFOs out of the NASA photographs. Intrigued, Hare sniffed around for more information. She heard chatter that the Apollo astronauts observed artificial structures and even spacecraft on the moon. 
John Schlusler spent 36 years as an aerospace engineer at Boeing and worked on numerous NASA projects. He too recalled seeing Apollo images containing UFOs. However, when assessing the NASA official photograph library, he is unable to find any of these photos. Perhaps the most unlikely whistleblower for a secret space program is the military of France. In 2007, Colonel Yisblin of the French Department of Defence announced some very intriguing data gathered by the Grave Space Radar System. Some 20 to 30 satellites were detected that appeared not to exist. The US Defence Department maintains a list of all satellites in orbit, including the classified military satellites of other countries, and none of those were listed. The mysterious satellites were, then almost certainly, launched by the USA, the USA themselves. Whilst not evidence of Alternative 3, it did prove the existence of a Gladstein space program of a kind. Whatever the purpose of these satellites, they would require large infrastructure back on Earth. Facilities, funding, technology, staff, rockets and launch pads, all operating in complete secrecy. Is it too much of a stretch to suppose that this infrastructure could achieve far more than just launching satellites? Could it have been responsible for the UFO and structures observed on the moon by some of the witnesses? Projects such as Horizon and Lunix envisaged military bases on the moon that predated Apollo. Officially they shut down, but did they in fact continue to operate as a deep black project? The idea that the US military may have secretly established a base on the moon is far-fetched, but not so outrageous as to be entirely dismissed. But in Alternative 3, a moon base was simply a staging point for a mission to Mars. In the terms of scale and ambition, and complexity, this would be far in excess of the moon base. However, in 2010, evidence that such a mission has already occurred, again for the most unlikely of sources. Laura Eisenhower, the great-granddaughter of the former president, Dwight Eisenhower, says she was approached in 2006 to take part in a mission to the Red Planet. She was told she would join a base on Mars, set up as a survival colony in the event of a catastrophe on Earth. This was then the exact same scenario as proposed by Alternative 3. Eisenhower's credible story was ridiculed by most people. However, she seems to see it and no doubt believes that what happened was genuine. The possibility she was the target of some kind of hoax or intelligence operation cannot therefore be dismissed. Alternative 3 is a very skillfully produced piece of television, weaving together news stories from headlines of the time into a fictional credible enough it convinced many that of its fact. As its name suggests, Alternative 3 was the third of three proposed schemes to avert a forthcoming ecological catastrophe on Earth. The first two of these proposals at least were directly based on real projects undertaken by the United States. Alternative 1 was to use nuclear bombs to blow holes into the stratosphere from which greenhouse gases could escape. Whilst this may sound observed, under a controversial experiment in 1950, it fired nuclear missiles into the atmosphere. Project Argus was set up to measure the effects of radiation on the Earth's upper atmosphere and followed the detonation of three nuclear warheads hundreds of miles above the South Atlantic Ocean. Alternative 2 was to build a vast network of underground tunnels and bases in which a select group of people could maintain the human race. Over a hundred such installations exist in North America alone. Bases such as Site R in Pennsylvania and Mount Weather in Virginia are so fast they have their own rail networks, hospitals and even television studios. One of the most potent ideas in Alternative 3 was the prospect that mankind was on the verge of an ecological catalysm. This is a worrying concept at the for forefront of the public when the program was broadcast in 1977. Alarmist stories have begun to emerge at both global warming and global cooling. Dire warnings of extreme weather and environmental chaos were all over the news. Much of Alternative 3 was then based in fact, 
Could the more outrageous aspects of the plot also be true? Author Leslie Watkins came to believe so. Watkins was hired to write a novelization of Alternative 3 in 1978 that greatly expanded upon the story presented in the TV program. After its publication, he received hundreds of letters from what he regarded as credible sources confirmed the basic premises behind his book. Watkins decided to use some of the evidence sent to him as, as to begin a non-fictional sequel to Alternative 3, but backed out after he began to suspect his phone and correspondence was being monitored by the intelligence services. Watkins started to believe he had stumbled upon something deep and very dark, and in 1989 he wrote, The book is fiction based on fact, but now I feel that I have inversely got very close to the secret truth. You have been listening to Mark Howard on The Paranormal Show, here and beyond. Tune in the same time next week or visit Mark's site www.markhoward.co.za for more paranormal stories.